iTunes chat. All right. All right. All right. Levels are good. <laughs> Everything's coming out clear on my end. How about <laughs> yourself? You can't tell. So that was a pointless question. <laughs> uh, welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. I am your host, the Landover Legend, a.k.a. Big T. And I'm here in a good, with a good friend of mine, my man, Kevin. How y'all doing? <laughs> Kevin is a very uh, wholesome, chill, uh, political, laid-back brother who comes by from time to time, and we just talk shit. Basically. Yeah. I'm still trying to understand why he asked my very uninteresting, very sensitive Steve-esque, as he would say, as to be guest on his show. Yeah, you can shut that shit up right now. <laughs> I'm going to try my, my best to keep y'all very entertained. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show, though, man. I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you coming by. You know, last time we tried this, um, we had some technical difficulties and yeah. uh, had, to scrap, <laughs> had to scrap the whole project. Podcast you know what I'm installment part B. <laughs> exactly. And, the ba- you know, the bad part about it is the first recording that we did the the original one it actually was really good so yeah we gotta we gotta do a, uh, a good a good job to make this one as, as good if not better than the Nigga, first time i so. went to doctors on that fucking track <laughs> i stripped everything down trying to get rid of that that fucking background noise and you know what it was what's that it was a fucking program i was using to hook up both usb mics that was causing the noise so the issue I used to help me, or the, the app I used to help me record was causing the audio issues. Well, thank goodness you didn't take a bat to the whole system. That's can't, probably what my stupid ass would have done. Can't afford it. <laughs> I, I can't afford frustrated it. Frustrated and just been like, that's it. I, hey, look, Jose Canseco. It is what it is. At this point, but nah, it, it got, I had to come through and you know support support the whole team, man. Support fam, so. You know what I'm saying? And anything I can do to help my brother out, I'm going to do that. So, uh, let's, let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. <laughs> For all first-time listeners, the this is the I Can't Make This Up podcast. This is a podcast for, you know, open dialogue, spirit of conversations. Uh, people are going to be dropping gems and, you know, those stories that just can't be made up. You know, <laughs> I, I, I always encourage people to you know, share a piece of their life with me that, you know, that might resonate with somebody. You know, I was having a conversation with Bird earlier and right, um, right. we was just Shout talking out to the homie Bird. Yeah, we was talking about uh coming up in school or uh, uh coming up as teenagers, right? And I was like, I don't know about you, but I remember going to rec parties. I remember going to rec parties and it was actually Go goes mm. for teens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and instead of instead of like a, a license, you, your record was your ID to get into the club. We had <laughs> we had a DJ. They had snacks, and we was just in that bitch freaking, listening to junkyard and RE and shit. So, I mean, <laughs> I I never had the pleasure of going to a a, a rec party, but I do remember a time in our teenage years. 
and you could go to a house a house party. That basement house party that's like wall to wall, packed and dominant with a good DJ or a good good little mix of music. You know, and those were the good old days. Like you can't you can't have a house party anymore without some foolishness jumping off and all types of craziness. It was it was some good times. House parties don't even exist no more, if you ask me. I don't think so either. Like, <laughs> niggas throw functions. Right. Niggas throw get-togethers yeah. for the house party. Yeah, no. When you when you move all the furniture out of the living room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where you, well, coming up, when niggas had the big six-disc CD changer. <laughs> and you had hours of music on that shit. Or mixtape. <laughs> You go to PA Palace and get all the newest go-go, the new back, the new little feast, and the new jump. Nigga, PA Palace don't even exist no more. Do it? Nah. Uh, is on. it Forestville Mall? I think it is. Or, well, they might not call it PA Palace, but it's just a, it was always just a stand, right? Yeah. Because I, I don't think it's in Iverson no more, so. Nigga. PA Palace, you just, you just, you, you run, you rung a nostalgic bell for me just now. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember going to Capitol Plaza. There you go. You yes, know sir. what I'm saying? Capitol Plaza is that empty space now in Landover Hills where the carnival sets up and where the, the, uh, uh the Walmart resides. But that entire space was a, I guess you consider the mini mall. A mini mall, or a one level mini mall, who had this dirty ass koi pond or pool in the middle of it. That shit didn't even have a food court. I don't think it had a food court, but it was it was very minute. It was, was like, like like two what is maybe two maybe it wasn't a food day? cart, but there was like like in between certain restaurants. I mean, in between certain stores, there was like a McDonald's, maybe a Roy Rogers, maybe it was a Archer's Treacher's. No, that was Landover Mall. There was food places in there, but it wasn't many. My sister, not to my knowledge, but you probably yeah. My sister used to work at a salon in there back in the day. Oh yeah, and it, like the salon was small, but I it's, do remember going there. Specifically. So like, the 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 crazy thing about Capitol Plaza Mall is as terrible of a mall as it was, that's where all of the like DMV, a lot of the clothing brands were in that mall. Like Bonadachi was there at a time. I want to say Diamond City or DNC was there, and there was like one other store. So we used to go to Capitol Plaza Mall to go shopping because the black-owned stores for the area was was there. At least the real popular ones. Like I mean, Shooters Madness and what we got now. We are one. It wasn't just black-owned stores, but it was people of color. Who owned businesses? Yeah. Who yeah, you know ran those places? And the, the PA Pilots always was was the move. But you, if you got, you can't talk about Capitol Plaza Mall without talking about two definite places, and that's the PA Pilots and the Boardwalk, where everybody used to get the get the T shirts made. And if you wanted to buy brass knuckles and a stun gun in the night, it used you to, could go. There it used too. to be a comic book store that I used to get like uh, baseball cards and. Well, not baseball cards, but basketball cards. Yeah. And and um, back when we used to collect like like X Men cards. Ah man. You know what I'm saying? I used to have a, a notebook full of cards. I still got mine. 
You know what I'm saying? I still got money. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what decision I made to do with all my comic books and cards I used to have back in the day. Like, I remember in my teenage years, I was cleaning out my attic, and I found like an old school milk crate in a box with all my Ninja Turtle toys and shit. <laughs> and at that time, I had no desire to keep it. And now I wish I had that shit because it, because of it, the fact that it was part of my childhood, number one. Two, it's a collecting item. Yeah. And three, there's nothing uh, there's no, there's nothing from my childhood, really, besides memories that I still have. Well, shit, like, I remember, like, I know you, 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 from what I know about you, you, turtles, Ninja Turtles, all day in the paint. Like, that's always been, you know, your favorite. And I was on uh like X-Men Lonely Warriors. But I remember having the Wolverine with the retractable uh uh claws, claws with the springs and the toy and all that. And I had that toy for a long time and I I couldn't tell you for the life of me what happened to none of my toys. Like they're not boxed up in a crate nowhere and they're just they're just gone. What? I, I remember I remember looking on uh online one day some toy collection thing and I saw that same fucking Wolverine toy that I had and that joint was worth a bag now. And I was like, shit. Yeah, but the, you wouldn't have had one in mint condition though. The main... Some, some, somebody would have probably bought that. <laughs> so... <laughs> For some, something. What, what would you think was your your favorite toy at that age? Man, um, you know, when I was coming up, man, I didn't have a favorite toy per se. I, I hate to admit this, but I'm going to tell the truth. I took a lot of my toys apart, and I couldn't put them back together. So. Why take them apart? I don't know. I, messing with the wiring and trying to figure some stuff out. I will say this, though. One time, remember the... Uh, the, the the spelling joint, the, it was red with the buttons in the middle. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called, but I had that, and I had the Ninja Turtle joint that shot the pizza discs out of it. So I some of the gun or the the van. The, I think it was the van with the pizza joint. In okay, it. Yeah. yeah. So I took all that shit apart, and I connected the wires together, right? And, I mean, obviously nothing happened, but I remember doing that, and I remember getting a static white noise to play through the, the, uh, the little spelling shit. I can't remember the name of the toy, but I actually got a sound to come out of that. And that's, to be honest, it was those type of things, I think. That wasn't a C and say, was it? It might have been, but I, I, I had to, I'm gonna look it up on my phone real quick. Um. But I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm in the profession that I'm in now, dealing with audio, visual, gadgets, and, gadgets and shit like that. Because I, I always used to take my toys apart and try to splice them together and make some shit. I don't know. I was a dumb Sheldon Cooper, I guess. <laughs> so, so what? What did you? Uh, what did you go to school for specifically? Well. 
if you want to go all the way back to junior college, I mean, when I first started school, I went I went for theater, um, technical theater. For some reason, I felt like I was a good actor. No, I don't think so now. Um, you know what I'm saying? I dipped and dabbed in that for a little while from realistically high school all the way up until my freshman year of college. What ended up changing was I took an intro to film class and one of the class, one of the projects that we were tasked with was like breaking down the scene and the scene and an example that they gave us was from this movie called traffic. And they started breaking down cinematography and grain and why the pic, why the picture looked the way it looked. And that's when they started talking about pixels with 1080 p and I just gravitated to that almost like, you know, from my past child experiences, break, breaking my own toys and messing around with the, sounds. The mechanics and like, of... Yeah, uh, it kind of just made sense. So yeah. um, I actually switched majors from technical theater to uh, television, radio, and film. And that's when I really started to get deep into radio production, um, film production, audio production. And I started working in the studios in college and then also was in the script writing and technical writer. So I wrote for the newspaper uh, uh, on campus. And then from there, you know, transferred to Knoxville College. Shout out to um, KC Bulldogs. And then from there, you know, that situation didn't work out and I ended up transferring to uh, University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Shout out to the whole Vaughn Nation and shout out to Knoxville 865, you know. Um, and shoot, graduated um, from there, College of Communication Information uh, with a Bachelor's of Science degree in Communications. And um, I studied video production there, audio production. Um, my core classes, my core curriculum is based on journalism, um, photojournalism, you know, stuff like that. And from there, you make that transition into audiovisual engineering or just being an audiovisual technician. And I've been doing that for forever now. So was even one of those schools HBCUs? KC was HBCU, yeah. Okay. Um, But Unfortunately, when I went to KC, it was not accredited. Um, and there was just some, there was some things from a faculty staff standpoint, never, never nothing dealing with the students. Like all my brothers that went there, you know what I'm saying? Stand up, righteous brothers, um, you know what I'm saying? Solid, thorough individuals. So, but the way that the, the, the school was run, um, and just some of the things that the staff people and the faculty were doing, it just, it wasn't helping me further my education. And then there wasn't much you can do with an unaccredited degree. Yeah. So um, I initially wanted to transfer to, uh, what's that, TSU, Tennessee State, which is another uh, HBCU. And then also there was Fisk, which is also in uh, Tennessee. I want to say... They're both in Nashville or around the Nashville area. Um, but I was already settled in Knoxville. I had an apartment. I had a job. And 
I found out later that UT was just up on the other side of uh, the city, downtown. And I was like, well, I'm already here. So I ended up going to uh, UT. Mixed emotions about whether it was the best choice, but I, you know, I, I got through it. Shit, got my degree, you know, ended up coming back, man. So I thought about secondary education as far as after high school. Don't do it. And I was like, Don't I'm going to waste my money. Don't do it. I didn't like, Don't do it. <laughs> I didn't like the last two years of high school. I graduated uh, 3.5. Seven five or whatever, but it was like I don't I don't like the way I'm being taught, and I learn differently. So if I pay for a tuition to go to a place where I feel like I'm gonna waste my money, or I'm gonna come out of here um, with a degree in something I can't even use in the real world. I'm going to burn this school down because <laughs> I, I, cause I'm going to be that mad. You had a 3.75 GPA. Yeah. So check this out. I thought that I was doing like masterful in high school. And so the other day, literally not too long ago, uh, I said about a week ago, I was organizing my file uh, cabinet putting all my files away, all my old records, and I found a uh, my folder with all of my educational stuff in there, all, like my report cards, stuff from elementary school all the way up to like UT, right? What made you keep it? Hmm? What made you keep all that stuff? You know, to be honest, it wasn't me that kept it. Mom. It's just things that, you know, yeah, my parents collected over time, and okay. when you turn grown, it's like, here. What's this? This is all your this stuff. Is, this is your lineage. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was, and uh, you know, whatever. I found some cool stuff in that in that folder. Things that I haven't seen in years that brought back a lot of memories. And I, I'll touch bases on that in a minute. But I thought that I did like in my mind. I thought that I did subsequently decent in high school. Man, I looked at one of my report cards from senior year. My GPA was like a one point one seven. You I had was, the credits to pass, though. I mean, yeah, but I was when I when I looked at, I was like, no wonder my mother was walking around this joint always saying, "I got enough life insurance to bury you," and now I'm visiting people in jail. Damn. I said, "Damn!" I was like, "Where did that come from?" And then I looked at that shit. I was like, "My GPA was one point one." I'm like, "I'm glad my father wasn't living with me. <laughs> I would have been grounded till now." Shit, <laughs> no point. But like. What I was saying, going back, we were talking about, like, those old memories. So, I'm going to put this out there. And this is for, this is really just for, like, all of our DMV uh, 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 residents, our DMV family overall. Because anybody our age that went to PG County Public Schools remembers that when you did well in elementary school, you used to get that gray Shakey's Pizza coupon. Yeah, you laugh because you know that gray Shakey's pizza. I found one. I found one, bruh. And our old mothers, if if Shakey still existed, I would have probably tried to use <laughs> They got Shakey's, they just not here. It's not, yeah, I think it's on the on the west coast and in yeah. the south. But man, it yo, if you didn't if you didn't if you didn't grow up 
around our time and you don't know about Shaggy's Pizza, that's by far the best pizza I've ever had. I never had Shaggy's. I you I, never had Shaggy's. I never had Shaggy's. But I, you remember the? I remember the coupons. Yeah, and I I remember the, the, the establishment. There was a Shaggy's in Forsville back in the day. Yeah, on um, it's 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 where that that liquor store slash like seafood place is, right? Right across the street from where the Fridays is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I never been to one. It, it just it was one of them things that was always there, uh-huh. but never went to. Like, um, what was a place like that back in the day? Um, okay. Um, there was a, a Archer's Treacherous. Um, oh, the one off St. Barnabas Road in Temple Hills. That was the last one that I ever saw after Landover Mall got shut down, right? I said, I'm gonna go by there because I haven't had that food in a while. And I went over there and that bitch was gone. Which one? The Archer's Treacherous? Yeah. Well, you know, the one. The Arthur Treacherous in uh, Temple Hills lasted for a long time. That's the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because okay. it, it's a 7-Eleven now. Yep. But yeah, for years, it, it was there. And I was like, damn. I, I went over there purposely, I don't know how many years ago. I said, man, I want something different to eat. Let me go to Arthur Streets. Right. I went over that bitch, and it was gone. Shit, I remember Arthur Shoney's. Matter of fact, I remember going to Sizzler as a kid, bro. You know, I never been to Sizzler. But I went to Western Sizzlin' in Virginia. So I guess it was like a great value version of Sizzler. <laughs> but later became a great American buffet. Right. But it was it was it was it was right along the lines of every other buffet that was out there or buffet style restaurant. So literally I used to be like, We going to Sizzler and then it said Western Sizzlin' and <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere I, in Virginia. No, yeah. it's 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 literally off of Route One. If you take four ninety five and go over the bridge and get on Richmond Highway going south, right? It was like maybe three four miles up, uh, right next. It was in between dealerships, and it was so simple. Uh, I remember going because we went there so much uh, in grade school. Um, when we when we went later on in life, I think I was driving at the time. Damn. I know exactly where the jump was. No GPS, no nothing, because we had been there so many times. I was like, shoot, as soon as we get over the bridge, get on Route 1. So, like, I remember being, I remember going to, um, God damn it, the Great American Steak Buffet, I think, and that's, that place, I think, is still there, um, and that's the only one that I can remember, um, to the best of my knowledge, but I, because I, I know that my dad, he was big on the whole buffet thing. He loved to go to buffets. I mean, it was it was bang for your buck over quality of food. I don't, you you yeah you right you right, but I know I can think of maybe a few times where we went to the buffet and the buffet was on point. Like the food was really good. The food was like real good. It couldn't it couldn't be horrible. And people constantly go there That's and true. consume the shit. Because, yeah, right. I mean... And then again, folks just be broke, too. <laughs> that, but that's what I'm, <laughs> you know saying. what I'm saying. So, like, I can remember going to Western Sizzling, and I know now that the pizza wasn't great, but as a kid who didn't really, you know, know anything about 
great taste and yeah. the difference between good food, decent food, and right. just all right food. You know, to me, the shit was good. But when you have all them options, it was like, shit, I can get some crab balls. I can get some shrimp. I can get some salad. I can get some pizza. I can get some wings. I can get a steak when they do have it. And then at the end of the shit, I can make me an ice cream sundae. Put some cookies in a Ziploc bag, which I always brought with me, <laughs> and take that shit home. So you was you was one of the you was one of the brothers that that, that come in the joint and raid <laughs> raid the snack joint like nigga. I was Kevin. I, I was Kevin McAllister in Home Alone too, nigga. Let me get these snacks about this thing, and they coming with me, nigga. Niggas was backed up when they left the buffet. <laughs> Man, listen. I, I never did nothing like that, but that's hilarious. I never Dog, did no shit like that. I'll tell you some of the funniest shit that ever happened to me. Oh, my goodness. Um, one Saturday. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I ain't gonna By say, the way, I, well, I, he, 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 there's not going to be a person that has a random crazy story better than this man. I'm going to tell you right now. This brother right here, he been through some shit. I promise you. This when anytime people relish the opportunity just to hear him talk about how bad of an experience he has, that you know that th- this story is be gold. But I'm telling you, all this shit is straight facts. It's no fabrications. This is all real life stuff that has happened to my man's right here. So, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I just want to put that out there. Thank you for uh, <laughs> making making light of my pain and my struggle. Oh man, this you're is welcome. this is my life that you're getting that you're getting life from. Listen, the happy it's like hey. it's like Beetlejuice's brother. When you smile, I cry. Hey, listen, and when I cry, it it gets <laughs> to the, when it gets to the point where it's like, well, what do you expect? It's, if it was going to happen to somebody, it was going to happen to Bryce. It, it might as well happen to me because I'm going to make it through and I'm going to tell you about it. It is. As stoic as possible. <laughs> but nah, so um, it didn't happen to me, but I was there during the situation. So uh, one one Saturday, as usual, you know, Saturday outings back in the day, it was an all-day event. Go to grocery store, go clothes shopping, go shopping, period. You know what I'm saying? Everybody load up in the, the family vehicle, and either at lunchtime or at dinner time, we would all go out to eat together. So, one time, my cousin Keith went with us, right? And we went to the uh, to the Great Citizen Buffet spot, right? And it was having to be one of them packed Saturdays. We ended up waiting like 20, 25 minutes to eat. Mm. And my cousin kept talking about some, man, I'm about, to, I'm about to make me like five plates and all this other shit. And I was like, man, all I want, all I want is some shrimp some pizza, and some ice cream. Because, you know, when you hungry, you'll put you'll put jello and, like, spaghetti on the same plate, like shit that don't make sense. You just be grabbing shit. Sound like some prego shit. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like miniature, pregnant, prepubescent kids just putting cravings together on the plate. So, uh, it's, it's towards the end of the meal. Well, yeah, I guess you could say everybody, everybody making desserts. And at this time, they was, like, giving out um, little paper uh, bowl, styrofoam uh, bowls. And they was also giving people drink cups, right? And the drink cups was big enough that you could put ice cream in it. And we was dumb. We was putting it in there 
the soft serve ice cream and try to drink it through straws like it was milkshakes, right? You know what I'm saying? We not even thinking about the formula that it would take to make it drinkable, but we was putting this shit in there and sucking through the straws like idiots, right? <laughs> so, so, my cousin, my cousin Keith, he came back. I remember I was by the ice cream machine and he was putting cookies on his on his plate, right? And I remember he said he was going to get some ice cream and he was right beside me. I made my bowl and then I sat down and then he sat down, but I never seen him go to the ice me- the ice cream machine, right? So he had a bowl and he had cookies outside the bowl. I was like, I guess he's going to put the cookies in the ice cream or whatever. But I was like, his ice cream don't look like mine's, right? So, so I seen him scoop up a bowl of what I thought was ice cream, right? <laughs> and and bite into it. And the face he made was priceless. Like, he was so disgusted when he bit into it, right? So, I was like, Keith, what is that? He was like, I think it's butter. <laughs> and it was a bowl of butter sitting next to the rolls on the counter next to the cookies. He thought it was just ice cream sitting out in the bowl for everybody to scoop out. <laughs> that man had a whole thing. That nigga, uh, that nigga, that nigga, that scoop was so big he bit into and half of it was missing when he pulled the spoon back out of his mouth. That nigga, he, it was instant death, and I am dying laughing. I'm I'm the only one that recognized this shit until my mother asked him what was what, what was I laughing at, and he told her, and everybody bust out laughing. I was done. I was like, this the 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 fact that he thought ice cream would just be sitting out there in a bowl, sitting still, not melting or nothing, was just astonishing to me. And I thought that shit was the funniest shit on earth. That nigga got so mad, he tried to hit me and everything when we got back in the car. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I can remember when I did something real, real stupid involving not paying attention to food. In this case, it'd be, it be uh, alcohol. Um, my dumb ass, I'm at my folks' house in Fort Washington. It's me, uh, my brother, E, and his neighbors, and we always used to go over there and drink. Now, I can't even absolve myself from this because I should have known better, because I was well into my 20s and all that, and at the time, I wasn't even drunk. I was sober as a as a judge. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm in there, and I'm looking for water. So, I go to the deep freezer and there's a half gallon of what I'm thinking is just is water. Now, me not even processing the fact that this is a deep freezer. And if you put water in a deep freezer, it should be frozen. No, no, no. So I, I go and I get a, a, a red cup. And I fill that joint basically to the brim with water. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking and talking and uh laughing with my folks and I take a big gulp of this of this uh drink that I'm thinking is water. And when I tell you that shit burned <laughs> so bad and I didn't I didn't spit the 
I didn't spit this shit out or nothing. I just was like, mm. and that motherfucker burned from the tip of my tongue all the way into my. You know when you take a shot mm-hmm. and that joint burn your whole your whole inside get warm. Yeah, dog, my motherfucking toes start sweating. Dog. That's how I feel about whiskey. And I was like, I, I and I said, I was like. Man, this shit ain't water. What the fuck type of shit is this? And they was like, where'd you get that from? I said, I got it from the freezer. They was like, you got, you pulled the moonshine out the deep freezer, <laughs> thinking this water, and drunk it. Now, it was my first time ever trying uh, uh, moonshine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I said everything. It was moonshine. My first time I ever tried this shit, and I tried it on accident. And... My my folks, uh, they father, he looked at me dead in my face and he was like, well, nigga, you know you can't put that shit back in the gallon and we don't waste no liquor around here. You better drink that whole cup. Needless to say, I don't remember much that happened. Uh, I know when I came to, they was playing the Poetic Justice soundtrack. <laughs> That's what I remember. And I had the same look you have right now. Like, why are we listening to Poetic Justice? Do, 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 do. They was playing that shit right there. I would have been like, take me home. <laughs> I like, think, I want to say, bro, and them dragged me across the street, but I might have just stayed right there. Nah, I don't care if I drove. Moonshine. Take me home. <laughs> but once I got through that one cup of moonshine, I was, I could, I could stomach drinking that shit. It gets you messed up, though. But anybody, don't ever drink moonshine. That joint is vicious. It's brutal. So what was uh, what was the uh, I guess I could say most memorable moment or party you went to when you was in college? In college? In college? Yeah. Man, um, it's difficult to say because there were so many. No, by the time it 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 really depends. You gotta remember, I was in college for a long time, so. We have to try to break that down. I was in junior college here in the hometown forever. So, Man. I don't know. It's, a, it's terrible to say, but it took me like four or five years to get a two-year degree. So, you know what I'm saying? And that's just from not really, really caring to go. And then, you know, you take a class here, take a class there, whatever. I wasn't really interested until I finally just said, okay, I'm going to go and finish this. But, Man, the best party that I went to, okay, the best party that I went to was my birth, my 22nd or 23rd birthday, right before I left to go to college in Tennessee, and we went to see, we went to see Bat, no, we went to see, my fault, we went to see Devin the Dude, UGK, rest in peace, Pimp C, and the product was there. Now Southwest, Southwest at the old at the Lime Club, or which is the old East Side. Yeah. So this that whole day was just that whole day was a wild day. We were pre-gaming from the time um, before I even left the house to go meet my cousins on the South Side, and I just remember we got there. Um, me and Cuz went and got our tickets early, and then we were pre-gaming that day. And I had a bottle of A Hardy and something else. We sent at the house drinking. And my cousin baby father came through. Now he's taking us to the party. Mm-hmm. And I but he used to like to get a little a little too twisted. And I just kept telling him, you can't hit this A Hardy because you don't know how to act. I need you to be 
you know what I'm saying, focus. on your best behavior and focus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, needless to say, we get we get to the to the function safely and everything. And he's like, Y'all go here, y'all go here. Now we got tickets, so we ain't even got to stand in line. We go straight in. Not knowing that backyard is also performing at the club that night. Mm-hmm. Right? So when we find out back guys going to perform and everything, we're like, okay, cool. So we back and forth upstairs, downstairs, and we trying to find my cousin baby father. He come in the joint later talk about he done lost the keys to the car. <laughs> <laughs> so like, cause the party ain't even started. You coming in on some bullshit. He's talking with the keys. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, dog, my cell phone in the car, bruh. I need my cell phone so I can go do what I need to do. He's like, oh, I'm going to find them later. Now, my cousin tell him, fuck them keys. You'll find them when you find them. For now, you need to just go in there and enjoy the party. Like, there's no sense of being upset about it. You know what I'm saying? So, needless to say, man, that party was crazy. Like, <laughs> shout out shout out to Backyard, my favorite band. Shout out to Big J and everybody. But I, I'm going to be 100. That particular night, I was this close to getting into a fight with Big G. True story. And to be honest, it was John my fault. <laughs> it was job by fault so whatever was going to happen was totally going to be on me so and it, it was really really an honest it was really an honest mistake you know what I'm saying was it like a like step on shoe moment nah it was worse it, was it worse? actually was worse was yeah. it involving a female it was but indirectly okay. so I'm already job I'm job hit Okay. And you know, I ain't a small dude. I never really been a small brother, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm coming, I'm we we walking through his halftime, and G is coming past me, and he has two drinks in his hand. But we so we you know what I'm saying, accidentally bumped shoulders, but I jive bumped them kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Not on purpose, but you know, like I said, I'm not a small man and not, you know. You in a club with this pack full of people. Yeah, you, you know, know it wasn't it wasn't anything purposeful or intentional. But when I bumped into him, he fucked around and he spilled his drinks and it fell on this pretty young lady. She had on a white shirt and it spilled on her shirt. Damn. So me being drunk, I said my bad, and I just remember he kind of like backed up and he like <laughs> he mugged the shit out of me. Like and um when when he when he mugged me, I, I just, you know, I stepped back like, oh, okay. Like you know, and in my mind, I'm like, shit. Yeah, okay, what's up? Then I thought about it like, nigga, you will get killed if you try to fight this dude. And you right next to the stage where the band is. So at the end of the day, I'm like, you got two choices. You can humble yourself and say my bad and keep it moving. Or you can fight this dude and you can get literally smashed by the whole club because everybody in this club is going to fight you <laughs> if you try to fight the face of backyard band and arguably you know the face of go-go yeah. you know at that time and even as it stands now like big g he got his stamp you know as a legend in the dmv so you know i, I humbled myself and what made it even worse was 
I went to ask the girl if she was okay, but instead of trying to hand her a napkin, I'm all like in her shirt looking at the stains, and it, it's making it look like I'm just like looking at her titties and shit. <laughs> so I was just all the way out of pocket, man. Yeah. And uh, my cousin, all I told my cousin what happened. My cousin like, man, fuck that. We see him. I'm like, that's not. Nah, like, bro, we'll be literally fighting the entire club in this joint. We not deep enough to try to fight backyard and their crowd. Come on, man. You know, but um, strangely enough, at the very end of the show, and they and they killed, they absolutely crushed the show. Devin came out, crushed it, crushed it. Then we went upstairs to party with UGK. I ain't even got to speak. Come on, Pimp. When Pimp walked on stage, bro, Everybody in the joint just lost it. Like, I'm trying to remember all of the songs. I, the two that I remember that they hit, that just, they hit Pocket Full of Stones. Okay. And then they came out, Pimp C did his verse from the Kick Door joint with No Limit. Okay. The Everybody was partying so hard, it felt like the floor was about to cave in. The product didn't even get to perform. The fire monster came in the joint and was like, shut this shit down. <laughs> they came and shut the party down. Um, and it was like a, a little Doskin joint. She was real pretty. And her little folks, they was like trying to, they was trying to be somebody's take home. But of course, cuz done lost the keys to the car. <laughs> you know, that's so, a, that's a fucked up realization after you, you done, you done, you, know, you got the bad news at the beginning of the night. Yeah. You went there to the party to forget about it and you leave and I was like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm about to go home and, and sleep off this, this good yeah. ass night. It's, yeah, we, somebody ended up giving keys. us a ride. Somebody ended up giving us a ride to the, to the, to the house, but we ain't get to take the girls with us or nothing like that. And, um, did he find the keys or he had to get the jumps replaced? You know, I don't remember. Uh, I know the car ended up in Northeast, but I don't know if they had a spare or nothing like that. It ended up in Northeast they, at their house. Yeah. But I don't remember if they found the keys or if they had a spare or not. But, um, yeah. And I remember at the end of the, at the end of, of, the, of the night, when they were looking for the keys, I was standing by the door. And I remember G came to the door to... Uh, to uh, talk to the security guy that was at the door. And I approached him, and I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I, my bad for earlier, I ain't mean nothing by it. And I extended my hand to shake his hand. He did shake my hand, but the way he went about it, he he just carried me. It, it is what it is. He just, he gave me that, but he was like, you ain't bothering me. By, he said, you ain't bothering me nothing about that, champ. And he never looked me in the eye enough. He just kind of like turned around and walked off. And you know, you know, that, you know, your ego is still like, oh, that was some hoe ass shit. Like, yeah. that's how I felt about it at the time. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it is what it is, bro. Like, that motherfucker don't owe you nothing. He ain't obligated to be humble or nothing like that. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? He's still, you know what I'm saying? My my favorite uh, lead talking and my favorite band is still back. So it is what it is, but. You know, true, true, true story, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you, when you was talking about um, uh, UGK performing yeah. at, at the spot, uh, yes, sir. It, it reminded me of uh, Ooh, shit, me and this nigga Winston, we went to 24, I think it was. Yeah, shout out um, to Winston, man. Shout out to Glenn Um, sure. This was shit. This might have been like 10 years ago. 
and Vac was performing. Yo Gotti was coming, and we went up in that bitch, nigga. We was zooted. What uh, what what club was this? Twenty four. It was up the street from what stadium now? So I was twenty six at the time. Then was I here, or was I was I away? This was this was you came up for New Year's that year. Okay, I wasn't here. So this was like September, October. Damn. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It was it was the fall. Right. It might even been November. It was cold though. And you know me. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm outside in the regulars here. Everybody else got them jackets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Nigga. that's how you that's how you do that. Nigga. Motherfucking First of all, they had an opening act. The nigga name was Gavi the Chosen One. So when they introduced them and you see a short nigga come out with a similar bone structure and head shape as Yo Gotti, everybody was like, why Yo Gotti look like that? Where his crew at? Why y'all they performing? And I'm like, this ain't Gotti. Like, <laughs> they they trick niggas, right? And I'm high and drunk. And I'm like, nah, he's not saying Gotti. He's saying Gavi. And I'm like, oh, this was the nigga from the flyer, right? So this nigga get off stage, and I forgot who who was the uh, the host or whatever. The niggas bring up Yo Gotti, um, Stalito. That's Stalito. It was another nigga on his team come out there, hype man, bring the nigga out there. Was it Black Youngster? No, oh. this was this was before Black Youngster was really popping like that. Okay. Like I said, this was ten years ago. So yeah. he might have been. He might have been. Um, I felt like he was around though. I felt like he might have been popping in like Memphis and everything, but I, I don't think his buzz got up here yet. Okay. At that time, Gucci, Walker Flocker, yeah, you know what I'm saying a lot of the niggas from the south. I mean, Brick the south, Squad, Ten Seventeen, yeah, back in them, yeah. All, all them niggas was like, you know what I'm saying, the talk yeah. of the town, or they was popping on the radio. Yeah, this nigga Yo Gotti got on stage and. You could, and this 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 club was actually the the floor was on the ground, and you can feel that bitch vibrating. This nigga, when the nigga here standing in the kitchen, <laughs> the first of all, let me tell y'all how this nigga was faking. <laughs> this nigga came out with the chinchilla, with an iced out chain with dope money, and cursive and diamonds. Hmm. The nigga performed like two three songs. And then, like, on the third song, he took off that chain, put on a, he had a white tee. He put on a black tee. He put on another chain. It was, like, half a globe that, like, like represented the earth. And it was green diamonds with black diamonds, and it spelled out uh, money make the world go round. Mm. I was like, what the fuck? I had to focus in on my camera, like, zoom in to read the shit. Because I just thought it was like the continents, and that shit spelled out. I was like, "Yo, this nigga faking." But when this nigga hit standing in the kitchen, and everybody was reciting this nigga words, the nigga just was pointing his mic in the crowd, and niggas was singing this shit. The motherfucking club was rocking. The nigga got off stage. The niggas went to some club. Uh, I forget. I forget what it was, but everybody was talking about going there. Backyard got on stage. At the at the, the the apex of the night, like the the tip of the night, nigga. This is going. This was the top of the roller coaster, nigga. These niggas got on stage. 
they hit the lemonade jump, the Gucci Man jump. Mm-hmm. Five minutes into the song, a fight broke out and they shut the club down. I said, <laughs> "Oh my god!" They was cranking too. He was like, "See, this is why we can't come out here and perform for y'all niggas. Y'all know how to act, man. We out. We got paid." And the nigga left. The band left. I was like, dog, are you serious? That's pretty bad. And I paid to skip the line, bro. Oh, yeah. You was blown. Like dog. <laughs> I paid I paid extra for it. was Backyard and Yo Gotti. Yeah. It was an extra 20 to skip the line. <laughs> yeah, you was On blown. top of the drinks and the weed that I, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I was drinking and smoking throughout the night. Dog, that shit blew. Man, that shit remind me of, uh, damn, that was, what, it was another time. Oh man, it slips it slips my mind, but it was like another go go show that we went to. I wanna say that's the one that me and you went to. Uh when we had Carrie Brown, we had our man out the guy that got uh pinched. Cross not the crossroads. Um No, I think it was the um The Jones Classics, the, I think. The classics. Yeah. You're talking about Dean. That was a hell of a motherfucking um that was a hell of a fucking party too, though. That was what? That was a what band night? That was the night that they was trying to go on us because they tried to say we stole the car to come to the go. Oh, well, my ignition was fucked up. <laughs> I had to, hey, I had to crank that joint up in a, in a, in an expeditious yeah, manner. Somebody, somebody stole. Didn't somebody, somebody broke into your car? Somebody, or somebody tried to break into somebody the car. had stole my car yeah. and I got it back with the the steering column fucked up. And the, um, but the 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 lock on the driver's side was out too, right? Wasn't it locked on the driver's side? Yeah, locked. And that's why they said that that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that was a hell of a party too, man. Any, any, any time you go see like back what man back in the day TCV, um, shit, even raw image, like back in them back in the day go go parties, the revolution, the the uh, hot shop, um. You know, I, I'm a, countless clubs that count, opened up yeah, and shut down because yeah, of dumb oh, shit. Oh man, yeah, they they try to kill Go Go out in, out out here now, man. It's like probably two Go Go clubs. Speaking of dumb shit, what's up with the Washington football team, bro? Ah, man. They cut AP. I saw that. I saw that. Um, the only thing that I would say is he, for one, he 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 took that. You know what I'm saying? Stand up, dude. Posthumous, just posthumously. That's what you're trying to say. He took it. He took it like a champ. Nah, I mean his response. Did you read his response? Nah, I didn't read his. He response. was just, he he big up the uh, the young running back that we that we got the hybrid running back. I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now, but he just bigged him up and was like, you know, he fit the scheme better than I did, and da 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 da. And I was just like, he 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 stood firm on that, like. He believed in the young cat, and he he was not. He might be upset that he got cut to himself, but the way that he presented it to the, to from, the public. From, for, for respect for his former team and yeah. understanding the business decision, but realizing that someone fit that position better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Adrian, he got he got some years on I'm going to look at it. I'll I tell, tell you right now, I hope he don't get picked up by a team that has to play us this year because he probably going to be out for blood. Cause he still had a lot left to to do, but the team overall, man, you know that shit always happens to us, though. Bruh. We cut somebody after keeping them for a year or two, and they come right. back with the opposite play, I, especially if they in the NFC. 
and they burn us up. I'll be loved skins have been horrible from the top all the way down for two decades. I am not surprised when they do stupid shit. It's like, hey, well, what do you expect? Um, I I do think honestly that we we had the potential just by the player that we had, the players that we have, or specifically on defense. If they can really get their shit together, man, they, defensively they could be sick. Like they could, they got a lot of talented brothers on defense. The offense, eh, we'll see. You know, this this is how not um, focused or forward to I was looking to uh, um, when it comes to sports this year. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know NBA was in the playoffs right now. <laughs> Hey man, it's funny to watch that shit in the bubble. Like you look in the crowd and it's like avatars, and then there are people that are actually watching it on the screen, like on Zoom, and they're clapping and cheering. It, it looks, it looks really so, weird. But the, the game, but they still they're playing and they're, they're playing to win the championship. So they're not. You can tell it's a little different because they're not playing, you know, in front of their fans in their respective cities, but. They still out there trying to ball. Would you would you call these high quality games? I don't know the way LeBron dunked on Westbrook yesterday. That, that's <laughs> that like, was disrespectful that, the way that, that, the way he dunked on Westbrook. The, the way I shout see out it, to man. the Lakers too, man. My favorite my favorite team, Lake Show all day. I hope they win the whole shit. Shout out to Kobe, man. Rest up. You know what I'm saying? The way I see it now, um, it's like accepting subpar of anything just because that's what people are giving you. You know what I'm saying? So if I go to the store or if I go on Instacart and I order a box of Twinkies, right? <laughs> and without a, a substitution email or call the verification, they send me a great value version of that. That's some Twinkies. Yeah, or Twinkies, Twinkies, with, Twinkies with an E. Like, Twinkie is spelled T-W-E-I-N-K-E-E-S. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, it's the same thing, just different ingredients. Well. Would you accept it? I mean, no, but to me, that's a a difficult scenario because you really have the choice between Twinkies and Twonkies. Where in this case, I mean, they could I mean, I guess they could open in and bring fans in and have it, you know, the, the way that they we we originally used to watching it. But you run the risk of, you know, people getting sick and then there's court orders. And then you also got to think, in my opinion, they're trying to give people something to try to take away the mental stress of being in this environment right now. Like sports right now might be all some people have. At the moment, you got motherfuckers out here ain't got jobs, families ain't eating. I mean, shit is fucked up out here for a lot of people. And if something like playing basketball in a bubble brings some comfort to some people other than constantly being bombarded with COVID, with mass shootings, especially in our city, you, man, shit been been crazy around this joint. So I know it's probably crazy all over the country, all over the world. And if something like sports could bring people some comfort or even 
somehow, some way, dumb some of this wild shit down or, you know, take focus off of everything. And then, you know, you throw all of what Mr. Uh, President is doing and cops killing black, black kids, black men, black women, and then fucking white vigilantes killing black kids and black women and men and children and all that shit, even white protesters, like, anything that can distract, yeah, and put your focus on something other than that shit, hey man, you might, you might need a twonky, you know what I'm saying, but you know, you might need a twonky, so. I'm, I'm not, I, I, I hate if I came off sounding like privileged or spoiled or like super picky or judgy for that, but um, I got a choice on what I consume. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you right. You right. You know what I'm saying? I, I I would hate to feel like I'm settling just because these are the options that's in front of me. Yeah, but you know, for some, I mean, we're we're both very fortunate. I I am fortunate to have not missed a single paycheck in this entire pandemic. I haven't been laid off. I am deemed an essential worker, but I, I telework from home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't have to be out in the world. Um and but teleworking at home has its um pros and cons. And, and the cons are can be a lot if you're not disciplined and you don't do you know, the right things and what you really should should be doing, what you're supposed to be doing, you could you could definitely get caught up even doing that. Be that as it may though. There's some people who just don't have that luxury. And we're very fortunate to have that. Now, the problem that I have um, while we, you know, talk about this is the people who have the luxury and they just take the shit for granted or they just out here doing whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? And then the shit go bad. They be the ones that be the most complaining. It's like, now you could be over here on this side of the spectrum where you're, you're fucked up. You not eating. If you got kids, your kids hungry. And then you have this other thing too where, and I think this is happening to a lot of the parents now, especially in this area, the distance learning. A lot of parents are struggling because they have to, you know, do distance learning. So their kids are at home going to school. And a lot of parents who don't have the teleworking uh, options, um, they have to go to have to leave home to go to work. How are they going to do that? And then watch their kids, you know what I'm saying? In school. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of stressful situations all across the board with everything. And, um, some people just don't have that luxury. Now, does that mean that you have to go out here and do something stupid? No, but I'd be lying if I said, in my opinion, there are not a lot of people who can handle that level of mental stress and be able to just, you know, accept it, move, move forward and, uh, you know, saying be okay. A lot of people can't handle it. And I think you're seeing remnants of that, especially in our communities. And then you just got motherfuckers who just want to be out here on, on dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm sorry if I, I got on track a little bit, cause I know we was talking about sports and, you know, the, the Washington and everything. No, you we good, bro. Segwayed into that, but you, good. you know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just my take on that whole, uh, on that whole, you can you can tell um by facebook posts or statuses about 
certain memes, you know what I'm saying, or videos that you see of people who are now in a situation where their teachers are doing virtual uh, teaching or parents who have to, you know what I'm saying, assist kids with homework now. Like, I have seen a lot of GEDs flare up in the <laughs> midst of all this. Yeah. And I'm just like, um, number one, you shouldn't have lied to your kids about what you did in school. And two, remembering the Pythagorean theorem is a motherfucker. No, I don't remember. If, if you did the minimum to pass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, remembering certain lessons and, and it's key. Like it, it triggers memories of teachers saying, pay attention to this because one way or another, this will come up as a useful tool in the future. And it's like, damn, this was that same thing. That teacher, usually with substitutes that said it, not really your main teachers. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That brought that up. And I'm just like, yeah, that's necessary. And to, and to be quite honest, um, I feel for anybody who who has more than one child who's doing, they're in different grades, and at the same time, uh, if you're a full-time employee, whether you're working from home or working in the field or not, you got a lot on your plate, and a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to, to have a two-parent household, so nah, that falls solely on your shoulder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? One of the things, one of the things that I think they should do is they should definitely come up with some type of financial executive order to really assist parents who cannot make it to work because they have to, you know, help, you know, be there with their children while their children are out of school. I really, really think they should do something. The company should do something. Um, but, you know, the, the edu- from the education joint, like, I don't know, I don't know if you seen this, but I was on, um, I was on IG looking at some shit and they were showing these videos. Yeah, go ahead. And, um, being disruptive and being obnoxious and disrupting the virtual, the virtual classes, the virtual teaching. And if I would say from my perspective, one of the good things that has came out of this whole pandemic way of life is that I see especially a lot of young brothers and sisters in this 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 time of innovation they are putting their entrepreneurial minds to a level that is you know far exceeded what any of us expected especially me so I say that to say this if you don't want to go to your distance learning classes or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But you have all the time in the world to do something productive with your time. But you're going to use your time to be disruptive. I take issue with that because ultimately you're wasting your own time. You don't want to be doing this thing so you're going to go and be disruptive when you can take that same energy and channel it to something, be innovative, 
do something entrepreneurial, create something and try to turn it into something that can possibly make you some money or, you know what I'm saying, could catapult you into something else, you know, but you'd rather sit back and waste your own time being disruptive. To me, that doesn't make sense. What what age range are you speaking on? You know something? I can't even, I don't even want to put age range into a factor and I'm sure that, that it does make a difference. But when I'm talking about innovation and just this, these, this level of entrepreneurship that I'm seeing, it, it varies. You guys, it varies from 12 all the way up to adulthood. So yeah, this has to be a level of discipline that's there. You have to be very disciplined and very mature, you know, but I'm not going to make no excuses for none of it because you see there's some kids out here right now making millions of dollars just for being doing some creative things. And the point that I'm trying to make is regardless of how they're doing it, they're not wasting their time being disruptive of something and being of messing up someone else's opportunity to grow. Not learn. only that you're messing up. Not only are you messing up somebody else's opportunity, but you're messing up your own opportunity to be great in something because you're wasting your own time being disruptive. Why are you going to set yourself back? You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope I'm making, making sense of what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I don't understand that mentality where you're comfortable just wasting your own time. I just don't get that. I and So, so the, the way I look at it, right? You can, you can put somebody on a schedule or give them a blueprint to, you know what I'm saying, life or whatever. But it's up to them to figure out what works for them. Yeah, that's true. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. you could be like, I'm going to follow the exact path of life that this person did. And they might be able to do it. And they might be successful or they might come close to what that person did. But they might be miserable or they might not be happy or, you know what I'm saying? They they might have done so much that they made themselves sick or physically ill. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's how people end up in like crazy relationships and, and marriages where they, where they don't realize that they feel like they're trapped. And then if the, if the marriage ends amicably or abruptly or whatever, when they come out, they, they feel like they... They, they could finally breathe like they was tied down for such a long time because they didn't realize that they was doing something because of uh, a persona they was trying to uh, keep up with or a, a lifestyle they was trying to match or maintain because they think that that's what they were supposed to be or that's who they supposed to, you know, be with or whatever. So a lot of people don't realize that. That's why when they come out of you know, those situations or their relationships, they was like, wow, like, if only I knew that I was, I was conforming instead of, you know what I'm saying, uh, making my own path and, be, and becoming me or being who I am or doing what makes me happy or doing what makes me whole opposed to fitting myself around someone else's life. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where we go after that. That was <laughs> that was good, man. Um, shit, I can't speak about relationships. I ain't been in a relationship for quite a long time. 
and I have, I mean, I guess I conform to, you know, just like, you know, work. So ultimately, you don't work for yourself, you work for other people. There's a level of conformity that, well, that exists there. Well, being, being single at this point in time, and I'll, I'll talk to you about that later. I feel you, huh? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that shit offline, man. <laughs> but now, um, you know, I was going, I was going to uh, talk talk to you about this later, but I um, yeah, man, I uh, I met, met a little somebody, and you know what I'm saying, went on a, went on a little date and stuff like that, and it was dope, man. Shorty super dope. So, uh, how is dating in the pandemic? How did you make that? Uh, well, we 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 show face. We didn't do the virtual thing, like you know what I'm saying. But we you still have to follow protocol, but. So y'all actually went to a restaurant? Yeah. I'll tell you exactly where we went, too. We went to this place in uh, Columbia called Urban Place. Okay. What type of place is that? They sell a... It's like kind of like... It's not vegan, but they do have like vegan... um, Options? Vegan options. Do a a lot of gluten-free. It's a lot of like salads and, you know, that type of healthy... More like a healthy eating. And I like going to Shake Shack and McDonald's or some shit. Was Was the food good? Yeah, it was. I got this thing called the chimney, the chimney something, the chimney something chicken, and I it, it came with the grilled chicken. It had quinoa, and then I, it was broccoli with that. And then for the drink, I got the watermelon kom, kombucha. Did okay. I say it right? Kombucha. 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 I, I, I don't it's, know. It's some. It's I think it's called kombucha. Kombucha. Something like that. Siri. How do you say that word? He just said. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but nah, that that was that was good, man. The date, man, the date was swell, man. Conversation was good. Um, we went and we ate, and then we went and took a stroll around the park. Took I saw some sights, took some pictures. You know, I, I'm I'm real into like nature, and you know, what I'm saying I like to take walks. So being on a connection with the earth, like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's important, especially in that. You know what I'm saying? You got to have your chakras in order. No question. You got to have them aligned and you got to be, you got to be in tune, man, because if not, you'll drive yourself fucking crazy trying to be in this world. Sometimes you got to step back. That's another good thing that I think came out of the pandemic. It literally slowed everything and everyone down to the point where now you see people, uh, doing, you know, more extracurricular things, walking, running, jogging, just being out at the park, like, you see a lot more of that, especially out here, I went to, uh, I went to Fairwood Park today, out in Bowie, I'd like to go there and walk from time to time, and man, there's a lot of people out there, and some people just bring their, you know, extracurricular stuff, like I remember back in the day, how we used to be on the front, you know, we smoke, drink, whatever, you know, be in my house, your house, wherever. We, you know, we bring the party right to the, you know, what I'm saying yeah. right to the block. We we can we can create, a, <laughs> we can create a party just about anywhere we you can know set what up. I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, you see a lot of that now. Um, and and that I think it brings people, you know, to a more sane level of just being cooped up in the house. Hey, there you go. Yeah. I uh, 
I, I can agree with that. So let me ask you a question. What was it like in that restaurant? Like y'all had to go in, mask on, sit down, mask off. Yep. That's exactly what it was. When we first, when we walked in initially, we walked in with the mask on and then we we went initially to talk to the um one of the guys that was behind, you know, where the food was at, but you couldn't go right to the line and order. You go, you get your seat and they were I'm not I'm sorry. I'm I'm saying this wrong. You go to the cashier, place your order, and then you go sit down and they bring your food to you. They give you a number and then they bring you your food. Um but it was quick, fast, you know, it really wasn't a lot of people in there. It was it's it's funny, um when I first pulled up and I saw the line, I was like, dang, I was like, dang. This line long as shit. I'm gonna have to try to get in this line to try to get a table. Like it's crazy. And when I I parked, I got and I looked, and everybody was lined up for the Shake Shack, and Urban Joy had nobody. I was like, Uh-oh. Oh, we gonna be alright. We good. We good. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you if you never been to uh, the Centennial Park, and I guess that's Columbia or Ellicott City. But it's in Howard County, and it's right around the corner from Columbia Mall. If you've never been there, find time and go. They have a lot of different things you can do. People can fish there. If you like, like, wildlife and things like that, you see feed the ducks and the geese and all that. They were people out there doing modeling, taking pictures. They had a, they had the courts up. You could go down there and shoot. They even had the paddle boats and, like, the canoe joints and all that, like. I don't know if you can do that stuff, but I don't see any reason why you, why you couldn't. They even have archery up there, so I don't think you'll find nothing like that out here in Peachtree County or or in D.C., but out there in Howard County, man, Centennial Park is uh, it's a nice it's a nice chill place, man. I'm trying to uh, go to the uh, range. That's over. Small arms out yeah. up in Marlboro, right? Uh, yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta yeah. set aside some time and actually go. Man, uh, get the, get you a Groupon and um, you get a Groupon and go up there. If that's if they have any. You know what I'm saying? I saw uh, uh, my brother was on was online. He, he took his girl up there um, to the range. They was up there shooting. You been you you been shooting before, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I haven't been in so long. Um, you need it, man. I need to I need to get back. You need it. I need to I get back. I haven't been shooting in a long time. You know. Yeah. Hey, we can set something up. Let's do it. Yeah. You I'm, know I'm you know I'm you know I'm down. <laughs> hey, the way the way things going, you know, these days, hey. Might wanna you might wanna get your uh get your skills up when it comes to hitting moving targets, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I say this, you know, I I try to I try to live, you know, a life where I'm not in places or around, you know, certain elements where I have to worry about things like you know, I don't not I don't move around too much and when I do I'm usually to myself. So um and that, I mean obviously, you know, trouble find you anywhere, especially nowadays. So 
yeah, you do have to be prepared, but I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a person that thinks about negative things that could happen because I think, and it's just my opinion, I think when you're a person that thinks that way, you kind of mentally put an energy out into the universe that almost acts as a magnet and invites that type of bullshit into your life. Yeah, yeah you ever like you ever thought on you ever thought on something or thought about something so much and then the shit popped up and you was like, damn, I was thinking about this this whole time and this actually this thing actually happened. I think that's yeah. I th- that's happened to me a lot. You know. I think Tupac said it best. Or um, it makes sense right now. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Well, there's a lot of people doing a lot of pushing, and they and they paying for it. You know, unfortunately. Um, there's been a lot of man. There's been a lot of lot of stuff happening. There was a, I, and I was I was reading this um, article. There's some brothers out here on IG that man they report on all the like local stuff, specifically um, murders, and uh, the murder line page. I think so. I think it's called Mayhem BCPG or something like. that. Yeah. It's two of them. One does PGMO County, and the other one does DC, and they be having all of like all of. The, the news on, on those type of events. And um, I saw um, just over here in Largo, man, like off the early morning, some kid got, some kid got hit, lost his life. And then there was another shooting in Oxy Hill. Some brothers lost their lives. So it seems like it's just constant, constant, constant. It reminds me of that one year. What year was that? 2006. That was the year when PG had, had the, the highest mo- murder had rate. the higher murder rate, right? Yeah. Wasn't but then they we had a higher murder rate in what two thousand three two, where we were like up there with that like, was the year a lot of people from our class was dying. Yeah, that was oh yeah. three, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. Whether it, whether it was from violence or accident or yeah. anything, it was uh, it was a lot of bodies dropping. Yeah. It was like and it and this is all over the place and, now. And that was the time where I got. I I I went against going to funerals because I went to so many. Like when when you go to three funerals in a year, and it's only like May. I was just like, I, I yeah. can't I can't do it. Like I gotta yeah I gotta save my energy. Well, for you know what I'm saying times where I I I want to be that vulnerable because I'm just like, bruh, if if I see another person the same age as me in the casket because he decided to go party for a night like that it's it's going to fuck up my mental it's going to make me numb to the shit like i yeah. i'm just going to accept death and i i i i'm not for it you know what i'm saying the, yeah. the last funeral i went to was my godmother god rest her soul and you know if it wasn't for the fact it was her you know i probably wouldn't have went I would have, I would have sent my condolences to the family. Right. And, but you know what I'm saying? She was a part of, uh, the crew of people that helped raise me as a kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was only right that I, I go show love and I, I see her all for the last time. Right. Right. And it was just like, well, man, 
like I'm I'm in the I be on the same boat with you, man. Um, I try to avoid funerals as much as possible, but the unfortunately, <laughs> and I'm gonna try really really hard not to get emotional about this because this is still really fresh. But um, I had the unfortunate fortunate responsibility of attending my god brother's funeral. Rest up to him always, brother. I miss you like shit. Um. I am not going to say his name for legal purposes and for other purposes, but I will say rest up. But it is crazy how you, like you said, you people getting killed just to go out and party. How about you have a party at your house, in your neighborhood, on your street, you get shot on your street in your neighborhood at your own party. Just you. Four days after your 34th birthday. And then you die 10 years later. All because some pussy ass nigga didn't see fit to give you a fair shake. To give you, to give you a fair fade, bruh. I, you know, <laughs> oh man. I understand and have always understood the phrase tomorrow is not promised. I understand it. I know that that's, I know I could literally walk out this door and there's a possibility you may never see me again. I've, I known it. I've known it since forever, but I'm going to be 100% my brother. That shit hit different when it's, when this, you know what I'm saying? Your, 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 somebody close to you, like how me and you are close, or me and Slope, or me, you and Bird. Yeah. Like that shit hit different. So that numbness that you're talking about, I feel that shit, bro. I feel it every day. And I'm telling you, I would give anything to go back to that night and just have been close enough to him to grab him and say, bro, it's your birthday party. Whatever's going on over there, let that shit sort itself out, or at least been a, 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 a calmer person in that situation to say, hold on, whatever's going on, that this shit, take that shit elsewhere. We don't have time for this here. Like, somebody has to be a voice of reason. It's fucked up that you got that. It has to be that way because people shouldn't be out here trying to fight, shoot, kill each other, know how, but Sometimes it has to be a voice of reason, and I, man, it irks me to death that when everything, when he got shot, that I was not there next to him, and I'm, t- it's like, we were, I, I'm, that was next to him, I was close to him, just like I'm close to you right now, and within moments, that was it, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was that fast. It was literally I was next to him. The last thing I said to him was but you good though, right? And the last thing he said to me was, yeah, I'm straight. And then that was it. After that, things things erupted and shit got crazy and now 34 years old now he's in the ground. You know? Yeah. And that was a all I mean to me all funerals are, are difficult. 
you know, but that one was just different. And then I, you know, I I was a ball bird where, you know, that's that was, that was my brother, man. So I literally, I went to his casket. I saw him. I spoke to him. And we rolled him out to the hearse. I helped put him in the hearse. We got to the cemetery, pulled him out, and I literally carried my brother. My sandbox brother, you know how much I love dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love that dude like I love you, like I love, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love that dude, you know, wholeheartedly. And I had to carry him, a person that never really bothered me about. He had, he had his faults like everybody else, right? We yeah. all got our faults. We all got our shit with us. But he didn't bother nobody. And I had to carry him to his you know, find a resting place. I don't wish that shit on anybody. There is no coming back from that. Like, I know that I'll never be the same. And I have my 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 good days and bad days, my up days, my down days. So, you know, it's just gonna be an a long lasting struggle. Um and I never been one to to advocate violence. I never been a person to glorify violence. I'm more of a we can throw hands, we can put the gloves on, we can we can go about it that way. I never you know what I'm saying, you shoot somebody if somebody tries to if you have to defend your family. That's the easy way out. By any means necessary. If you have to go about it, make it at least worth it. I'm not gonna shoot somebody just because you know what I'm saying? I'm scared to catch a fade or I'm too I'm too I'm too gangster I'm too gangster to throw hands, I'm gonna just shoot you. And I I I see in this area I ain't never seen no shit like that. Like with all the, the driver people just jumping out and just start randomly shooting up shit. I don't ever remember it being like that. You know. I don't remember. On such a large scale. Nah, I like. Think about it. Think about it. So, you, years ago, you could hear about, you know, how when the gang, the gang shit was like erupting in like LA, Chicago, some parts of New York, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe Florida, right? But you would hear about it in spurts. And at one point in time, like, Chicago had, like, all these these bodies and shit. You know what I'm saying? Chicago, but man, they get they, they They would only highlight, they would only highlight <laughs> certain shit. Or, like, you would watch, like, the first 48. And, you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, man, all these places, when I go to that state, I ain't trying to go to that county. I ain't trying to go to this city yeah. because of all this shit you see. Yeah. But now, with the, with the age of social media, yeah, a lot of that shit, it's like, People do shit because they they literally want to make shit famous. So it was like, man, you know, a nigga might jump out, do some dumb shit. Like if they beefing with somebody, typically they would throw hands or start a fight or you know what I'm saying, like steal somebody's car out that neighborhood or niggas they don't fuck with. But now niggas is hopping out and recording their crimes. They recording these shots. Self snitching, bro. You know what I'm saying. So now they doing this shit just to quote unquote elevate, you know what I'm saying, their city, their 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 popularity of that crime. Right, right. You know what I'm saying, opposed to 
ain't the, ain't the term gangsters move in silence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't never seen it. I ain't never seen a gangster go live on Instagram to, to handle business or, or put it out there that the, he needs something done. The level of self snitching that exists, you know, without without thinking that it's just ridiculous. I I don't, I don't understand it. I, I can't even. I even. I can't even remember growing up, and it like, what was the what what movie was that? I think it was Wu Tang or something like. It was some movie that Wu Tang was in, and I remember, I think Method Man was taught was trying to tell a story about something, and <laughs> everybody that Wu Tang was on the bus was like, "Yeah, hey, fuck you, talk about." <laughs> like we'll talk about that shit on camera. Like to the, you don't even talk about stuff on camera, but now, cameras really taking their guns and their drugs. And they really got 10 keys of coke. And then they wonder why they get arrested. Like, again, where's your thinking? You're going to get famous for all the wrong reasons. Do you do you remember, and I'm not going to speak on, on, on these brothers' names either, but this is something that happened uh, here in our in our area. There was a, there was a young cat. Um, I can't put, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. But he is a rapper, and he was into it with a with a guy from this area. They both they were both pretty popular, from from what I you know could tell. And he made a diss record, plus the video about this guy. And I think he went to his the, the guy he was dissing. He went to his friends like grave, and like burned his picture and poured um, champagne. Like it was crazy. It was. Probably one of the best diss tracks I ever seen, but still, I was like, "Bro, yeah, you somebody might come see you about that shit." Damn, he went real, real hard but you, on the diss but track, you, and that that guy you, I'm you talking produce, about, he ended up dead. Yeah, you, that guy I'm talking about, he did somebody kill him. You produce your your beef, like you you scripted it out. You know what I'm saying? Man. If I got a problem with you. I'm coming to holler at you, right? Not your folks, right, not your right. followers, right, not right. TMZ, not the shade room. I'm coming to holler at you, right? And we don't need a crowd, right? Right? You know what I'm saying? What What Pimp C say? Say my name in your record, bitch. I'ma come to your house. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's that's yeah. the shit that they say. The loudest motherfucker in the room is the scariest motherfucker. Sometimes. Sometimes, right? Sometimes. Sometimes he's crazy. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes he's, he's the motherfucker who got that Uzi taped to his back. You just don't realize it yet. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? He just he waiting for enough motherfuckers to pay attention so when he starts shooting, he can laugh when he sees you run. Right. You know Probably. what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't well hopefully I don't know anybody that go that does you know what I'm saying that loose in the brain like that, but I, yeah, I would I would agree, you know, a hundred percent. And I want to say, you know, that's there's there's a slight difference there when we were coming up. If a motherfucker had an issue with somebody to the point they wanted to kill them, they would more than likely go to them. It's not, I got a problem with this one person, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get three, four of my homies, we're going to pull up in the neighborhood, and we just going to hop out and start just shooting randomly everywhere. And hope that I get the person I want. Did you see the video where I want to say I think it was in Southeast and um, 
car pulled up and the youngest jumped out with assault rifles and they got to shooting and like the one kid fell and I think the young brother ran up on him and while he was down and like shot him and then they ran hot back in the car. I'm not saying that that's right. What I am saying is whatever issue them people had, they literally meant to get him because they ran up and made sure that they got him. It was fucked up that them little babies was out there and all that other shit where people definitely could have got hit. But whatever that guy did to them brothers, it, but from I guess from their perspective, it must have been something serious enough to where I'm going to hop out of the car and shoot. And when you're down, I'm going to run up on you and make sure that I got you. I was like, God, like, damn, you know, that's, I, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff between the both of them, and, and people that live in this area, unfortunately, we are privy to see a lot of stuff like this happen, people shot, our loved ones shot, killed, people hurt, stabbed, shit like that, I ain't never seen anything like that. So egregious. I never seen anything like it, man. Well, I never seen nothing. Like I'm not going to say that it is what it is. I'm going to say 20, nah, 2020 nah. has shined a light on a lot of shit and it is given put people in situations where um they're making uh more rash and dumb more uh a dumber decisions than ever before. And it all starts with guidance, and not everybody has that that basic knowledge of right and wrong, starting in the household. So, yeah. on that note, I'm gonna go ahead and switch topics. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little dark there. Got a little dark. <laughs> got a little dark. Got to got to come from out the basement. Got to. Oh, is that the sun? Is that a butterfly? Yeah, but rest, but rest up, rest up to my God, brother, man. You know, you you're loved and you're missed a lot, man. And, and one of the things he used to like to say all the time is real niggas do real things. Um, I'm going to say real men do real things. Uh, but I believe both statements to be true. And I'm going to continue to big up your name and, and, and represent you the right way. But, you know, we miss you very, very much, though. We wish you was here. You didn't deserve what you got. And, um, to anybody else that's lost somebody in an egregious way this year or any time, you know what I'm saying? My condolences to you, to y'all and y'all families, you know what I'm saying? And, and man, keep y'all hands up and, man, let's keep pushing through this craziness together, you know what I'm saying? But on a lighter note, <laughs> you know. I so. need something. I need a new series to watch, man. Give me a suggestion. Man. Oh, man. I wasn't ready for that segue. Uh, shit. All right. Um. Well, now I would say Cobra Kai, but yeah, all y'all people out here that's just getting on Cobra Kai, y'all latest shit. Like Cobra Kai was on YouTube for a minute, and it just made it to Netflix, and everybody's talking about it now. So, so yeah, y'all late with that shit, man. Speaking of Cobra Kai, I was watching an interview with uh William Zapper. Billy Zapper, right? Okay. The nigga who plays Johnny Lawrence. Okay. 
So uh, I forget the name of the publication that was interviewing him, but it was <clears throat> about two weeks ago. And he said originally, because I didn't know he was one of the writers on the show, um, or, or at least uh, one of the co-creators, um, that they pitched the original idea to Netflix. And Netflix was going to buy it, but YouTube gave them a better offer right. on an uh, ex- exclusivity deal. Mm-hmm. So when they started uh, focusing more on their own original content, um, opposed to stuff that they were like buying and licensing, uh, Netflix hopped on the opportunity when they didn't pick them up for the third season. So now Netflix, you know, is running their production. And, you know, if, if they, I, I'm not saying everything that they put out is gold, but they don't, they don't take too many L's. Nah, Netflix, and they, and they got the, man, they got the backing to do it. Um, I hate Cobra Kai's butt, but Netflix, definitely check out Daybreak. I saw that. Okay. Yeah, that's the, the, uh, the apocalypse joint. Yeah. And if you like Lucifer, or if you've seen Lucifer, I told you about Lucifer. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, you be having you be having the, the intel on all the good shows. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm watching right now. Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Lucifer Daybreak and the the Umbrella something in the Umbrella Project or Project Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that right there. That John that John Tough right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what season are you on on Lucifer? I'm still, I'm still early in, into it. I'm not all the way caught up yet. Season one, season two, two. Okay, so season four is when Netflix picked up the project. So they like uh, it's 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 a shorter amount of episodes, and it's a little bit looser, like with the the violence and the cussing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna pick up on that in season four, but season five, part one. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. They they finally introduced God in the jump. Mm. So it just like <laughs> it reminded me of Supernatural the way they did that. Supernatural. See, I, I, I never got into Supernatural. Supernatural has fifteen seasons. I think Shh, I, I think I think they're Ever. finishing the fifteenth season right now, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But I was rocking with it since two thousand five. Like the, the commercials that used to slide out on the CW, well, still CW show, but, like, this was around the time, like, I think Smallville was, like, on season nine when Supernatural started. So that kind of took over another one of the shows that I was watching. But I, I followed it since the beginning. Like, like I, what got me hooked was the end of season two. Like I, I like I would I would catch a piece of an episode here and there from season one, but the end of season two was called um, "The Day Hell Broke Loose," like the last two episodes of the season. So I was like, "This shit look interesting." And my man um, from Leverage, who played Hardison, his name is Aldis Hodge. Okay, he was in the episode, so that's what made me watch it because I like his acting. So I was like, "Man, this show tough." And basically, for like the first three or four seasons, I can say more than three or four seasons, at least from what I noticed, uh, 
like every episode in the first five minutes or right before the, the, the intro came on or whatever, somebody was getting murdered. Like it was, it was always a murder. Somebody was getting murdered. And I was just like, they start off every show like this. This shit is crazy, but it was funny. It was unique and it was different. And I like the way they, they tied, um, you know, uh, Christianity into it. Hmm. And they gave, they gave, you know, angels, um, uh, the history of, of God and everything. They gave it a, they gave the supernatural a human perspective. So it kind of, it kind of humanized the Bible. Well, not, not to say that, it, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not humanized itself, but it made it, um, I don't want I guess you could say understandable from like their perspective, like, you know, what the text says and then what they actually meant by, it. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, Oh, you know, like what if this writing was kind of accurate to how, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, these people actually are. So that's why I, I suggest anybody to take it, you know what I'm saying? Take a look at it and, you know what I'm saying? Give it a, give it a chance because yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm always a fan of a good, super, you know, science fiction, theoretical show. Well, if you like science fiction, like I know you do and I do, I would, and I recommend this. This is, this show been out on Netflix for a minute, but if you've never seen Black Mirror, I highly recommend you check that. I started watching it, um, man. But I, uh, I be, I be, I be on so much different shit. Like yeah. I, I would have to dedicate like uh, a, a lot of my time to sit there and binge it because, like, I'll, I'll get a notification on my phone from you know one of my favorite YouTubers or something. I get to watching that. I forget about what I'm watching yeah. on TV. Well, I Black Mirror. I recommend there. My three there are three or four episodes that I like. And it's kind of like a Twilight Zone. It got, it's got that type of feel to it. Um, but there's an episode called White Bear. There's another episode called um, There's another episode called Black Museum. And then there's an episode it's 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 based off uh they do it's a lot of Easter egg Star Trek shit in this one. Okay. It's called USS Callister. Bro, when I tell you the plot twists that exist in those episodes are some of the best plot twists I've ever seen on a show. I mean that shit, bro. Especially you, that USS Callister joint. You uh you ever check out the one hundred? You told me about that, but I, um, nah, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Okay, so, The 100 is The Walking Dead without zombies. <laughs> Damn, okay. I like Walking Dead, so that'll work. That's a, that's a simple explanation for that. Yeah, yeah. Depending on if people require the zombie element for a show, true Walking Dead fans, that's how I would describe the 100. Basically about survival, but in a in a future 
from a future uh, standpoint. So I don't know, man. I'm uh I'm always looking for new content to consume and the next new wave, man. I'm uh Hey, listen, you you more in tune with it than I am. Remember, all the shows I've watched, it was off the strength of you. Like, I still, to this day, am a huge fan of Psych because you put me onto that shit. Oh, you know that they came out with the second movie and it's on, like, Peacock? What is a Peacock? Yeah, I think it's an Apple or a station. Like, the, the mo- I think the movie came I out. I heard of that shit. Yeah, it's like, it's like called... Uh, Lasseter or something. You ever heard of this shit called Qu- uh, Quibi? Yeah, it's a streaming app. I think it's based out of Australia. Nah, it's a lot of... I see a lot of shows mm-hmm. coming out on that platform. Like, I think Kevin Hart has a has something on the, there. What is it I called? I think it's called Die Hard. Die Hard? Yeah. That's on Quibi? I believe so. Okay. So, he must have shot that movie last year. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I don't know that it's a movie. Um, I think it's, I thought it was a TV. Sh- I thought it was a show, like a mini, like a series. I show. thought it was a movie. Oh, man. like John Travolta's in it, right? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's a couple of stars in that joint. Now that joint with um, uh, uh, Chris, Chris, is it Liam Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth's brother, Thor. Okay. It, it's a movie about him. He's like, uh, I don't know what his background is, but um, it's it's like a survival movie. He, I guess, somebody made him an offer or put him in a position where for for twenty four hours, every hour that he survived, he gets a million dollars, and this nigga's trying to kill him. Nah, I ain't seen. Yeah, that. it's on Quibi. <laughs> that joint, I seen the trailer for that joint. Looked too tight, like. Like, literally, he was sitting at the table, and he was, like, saying, when did the clock start? He was like, oh, the clock starts now. And, like, the next, I think it was, like, headlights coming towards the restaurant where they were sitting there talking or something. Oh, shit. This nigga running, avoiding, like, bullets and shit. That shit looked tight, bro. I was like, I'm, I'm, I might get Quibi just to watch that one particular. That's how, that's how it happens, though. You see one jump, you know, it's only on this platform. Now you, now you got a whole new subscription on top of all your other subscriptions. Because it is one show. Because you mess around to find out. You might find your new favorite series on this platform. You know what I'm saying? That that should be the goal. You know, my whole thing a few years ago was I'm trying to come up with the next app. I might need to come up with a new platform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to get, I want to be like Bezos and, and just acquire other companies. You know what I'm saying? He done bought, uh, no, nah, my man, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he done bought, Instagram, WhatsApp. Um, I think he's trying to acquire Twitter and, and a couple other things. You know what I'm saying? Monopolize the, the game, basically. I don't know. My my whole thing is uh, I'm getting tired, like most people, of trying to uh, get a seat at someone else's table. I want to make my own table. You know, that's how I feel about, you know, like with the brand and everything. It's getting to the point now where it's like I want to, you know, wear my own shit, build, create, and design my own stuff. Um, for nothing else, I'm just tired of lacing other people's pockets. 
with money wearing, you know what I'm saying, other people's clothes when I could just wear my own. Part of that comes from, you know what I'm saying, the homie Needle. Shout out to Needle. Shout out to Influence always. You know, that's 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 my folks, good peoples. Makes great, you know, clothes, everything. She really was the one that, you know, put the thought in my mind to, like, make, make and create my own stuff. I mean, everything. So, I feel you on that, man. You rather, I'd rather own it and have it for myself than to just be, you know, oh, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to spend a hundred, two hundred dollars on these fit, on these outfits, these clothes, when I can easily just make, make and create my own shit. I could grab a pair of sweatpants and throw my own brand, my own logo on the shit. Like, it makes sense. And if don't nobody else like it, who gives a fuck? It's yours. <laughs> yeah. You know, you make it for you. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I don't know. Yeah. And then also, whatever else you have to do to occupy your your, your time, and you know what I'm saying? So you're not caught up in all of the craziness that's going on out here, man. I definitely stay out the way, man. I go. I got me a nine to five that I really can't stand. <laughs> and... I'm trying my best not to put nobody through no drywall. So, you know, actually, uh, I got a call from uh, hers, hers food. Yeah, what they say? Um, they uh, supposed to be. Uh, I had an over the phone interview, and if I get an email from them next week, I'll have an in person interview, and hopefully, I'll be able to say goodbye to my current employment. So real, so real quick, while we talking about, while we talking. About Congratulations in advance, by the way. I know you did it. Please tell the people about the Cisco shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Tell them about the Cisco shit. Nigga. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was bad. Okay, so I can't be the only person out there who hasn't in their past, maybe it might just be me, I don't know, that received a random call from a recruiter or what seems like a job opportunity. So, I've been filling out hella apps, sending out resumes and shit, and my resume has my phone number on it. And I get a random text from a 1-800 number that says that um, they are a talent um recruiter for Cisco Technologies and they have a job opportunity and they wanted me to reply if I'm interested in the position and I'm like I'm looking up Cisco I'm like I know that we use their phones but you know let me see you know the legitimacy behind this and I'm like the number coincides with this number that I'm being texted from in a way so I reply yes so I have back and forth with this talent uh, recruiter, and he tells me that um, I need to speak to the uh, interviewing manager via Hangouts, the Hangouts app. And I'm like, I don't see why he didn't just call me, but whatever. And the thing is, though, 
I don't even think Hangouts exist anymore. Like that's not a Google Hangouts is not even a, like a platform that you. Get. Yeah, I, I think I remember years ago that it like automatically coming on the phone, but like I had to download the app. So I was like, "Hey, it's 2020, and I've had interviews via Zoom, which was very different for me." So right. I was like, "Maybe this is something different." So, and I'm just thinking I'm making a contact, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, even still, he could have emailed me like most people do. But I'm like, maybe Cisco different, you know what I'm saying? So, anyway, I connect with this uh, uh, interviewing manager and let me know his name, Frankie K or some shit like that, Frankie K Thomas or something I don't know, and he's like, he's like, okay well, um, do you have 20 minutes we can begin the interview I'm like, interview? I'm, I'm messaging you on the app, what do you mean, interview? and I'm like and I, I reply do you mean via text? and he's giving me this whole spiel about his 2020, this is a new interviewing style and I hope you can conform to it. I'm like alright. <laughs> so he proceeds to interview me two questions at a time. I answer the questions. At the end of the questions I, I put done to let him know that I'm finished and he's on autopilot with these with these answers. Like oh, with the, the questions in response like he's not even reading them. It, at least it seemed like that way to me. He's just replying. So, um, at the end of the interview, he tells me, um, about, um, the position, the starting salary and about the hours. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. It's a remote job. And I was like, sound, you know what I'm saying? Sounds like, sounds like an okay offer, but I'm not feeling this whole, interview, quick response, question, text, entanglement I'm in right now. <laughs> entanglement. So. The job entanglement. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he's like, I gotta, I have to uh, send the results of your interview to the hiring board and get back to you um, shortly. And I'm like, you mean today? And I said that to myself, and I'm like, okay. So I figured, like, I would hear from them next week. And, like, two hours later, um, he sends me a message and saying, uh, uh, words back in, uh, I would like to formally, you know, offer you the position for, you know what I'm saying, for the job you apply for, whatever, whatever. So I was like, okay. And he said, um, he started asking me, do I have uh, a laptop, a green one printer, a dedicated phone line? And I'm like, yeah, I, I currently do have these products. And he's like, okay, cool. Um, we're going to send you a check to purchase everything you're going to need for your job. Um, and we also going to need to know the service provider you have so we can come in and have them set up a new phone line. And I'm like, that's different. 
never never heard about that like like typically they would just you know provide you with equipment from especially from a tech company yeah usually usually any type of job where you're going to be doing teleworking they usually just they don't cut you a check they don't send you a check in the mail and say cash this check and then go take the money and buy everything that you need so he, he gave specific instructions he's like to make sure that you pay attention and you're detail oriented, we're going to send you a check for X amount of dollars and we're going to put a hundred dollars extras in there as a signing bonus. And we want you to remove that from the original amount and then show us a copy of your bank statement that shows that you deposited into your account. And I'm like, <laughs> what? How much was the check for? It was like, it was like, 2200 or something like that yeah. it was like it was they wanted me to get a desk a chair uh a actual dedicated landline i guess a headset and a, a macbook or whatever and i'm like that sounds like you're giving out free money which is which is just stupid so <laughs> i'm just like wow out of all people I get hit with the bullshit. The next day, like, like after that, he said, you'll receive an official offer letter in by email the next morning. When you get it, um, please sign at the bottom and respond, um, and respond via email. And I said, okay, I woke up the next day. It was like 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock. And he sends the offer letter and this, it looks like they copy and pasted um, confidential in the background of a scanned letter, like an offer letter with like my name and then like a, a blank space for my address and all that. The the amount they was going to pay, the salary, the working hours, all like it, it looked like the, the worst, um, fakest legit paperwork i ever seen in my life and i just i had to call somebody and ask them i had to make somebody i had to let somebody know what was happening and to, to make sure i wasn't tripping when i'm assuming like this sounded like bullshit and i called my friend kevin of course he called me and after after i told him basically i told him the details of the job but when I started telling him about the interview process, I hear him. I could hear him adjust his body. You know, when you sit up <laughs> and you like, I, I got to change the way I was sitting because now you're saying something that doesn't sound right. Like I could hear him adjust himself on the phone. He's like, okay. And they're going to send you a check. And his next question was, did you give him any of your personal information? I'm like, nigga, no. <laughs> but look, look, look this, the funny thing about it is, I was like, I have to see the. I, I was like, I had to see the paperwork just to make sure. He's like, yeah, come to the dorm. I was already on my way to his house. Like, I, I had to, I had to share this with somebody because I was like, I was like, only me, Man. only, only I would get a, a job offer via text. Yeah, via, te- <laughs> via text from a from a, a fake recruitment uh, scammer. Using legitimate company as the ploy. Yeah, that ain't you're not the only person that happened to. But via text, yeah, I got hit with something like that when I was in college, man. This was after you know I had you know had gotten to a little bit of trouble that I had gotten in during the year. Yeah, I was looking for work, 
And so at that time, and I don't know if Craigslist is even um, still a still a thing, but at that time, I, I was think Backpage for, moved to Craigslist, didn't you? I, I did. thought all that shit got shut down because they was Backpage was like trafficking. They got caught up in like sex trafficking and all that. I don't know. Shit. I know it moved to a different site. But I was on I was on Craigslist looking at uh, jobs, and so I I remember I saw something on there about mystery shopping. So mist and mystery shoppers is like a legit yeah. job. It really is a job. But as I had filled out the paperwork and all that, and I never heard from these people, but I did submit my resume to them and I never forget I got a check in the mail for like two G's so I'm looking at this check and I'm I'm around some of my some of my uh, associates from school who are they're educated but they knuckleheads and they like man fuck that job you take this two grand and cash it and we can do some things with this two grand I think if you were a mystery shopper they would send you a credit card possibly so so they can track everybody this is what i was supposed to do though once i got the email and the information what i was supposed to do is i was supposed to cash the check into my account and then i was supposed to withdraw the money and i was supposed to go to these specific stores to make purchases in the final uh the final task was to take the rest of the money, a portion of the money, which was like, I don't know, 1800 or, or whatever, some high amount, and then send that money to uh, some account via Western Union. And my dumbass cashed the check, right? So after I, after I cashed the check and then I got the instructions, I'm like, nah, this don't sound right. So I had to call a bank tell them what happened and I told them to put a stop payment or to the, a stop on the check. I told them not to cash it, like take it and just, you know, take it off my uh, account balance and all that. And the motherfuckers charged me a fee for that shit. And I remember that shit put me in a negative and then they hit me with overdraft charges. Man, I tried everything in my Bank bottom. of America? You know. <laughs> that sounds you like Bank of America. Know. You already know. Shout out to BOA. Nah, not really. <laughs> nah, nah, not really. Nah, not really. <laughs> um, but I tried everything in my power to find these people. I tried to research the email, the phone number, and all that shit was like some overseas uh, accounts in like in uh, Europe and Mexico. I was just like, man, this shit terrible. So I say that to say this. Because we're going to try to educate some of y'all, too. If you come across some shit like that, just totally disregard it. We actually looked up the name of the recruiter. I think his name was Frankie K. Thomas, if I'm not mistaken. We looked his name up. In the Cisco, like, employee directory, there wasn't a Frank, a Frankie, a Francis. <laughs> Nothing like that existed in that, um, in, uh, in that employee, uh, in that employee, there was nothing professional about it. He was like, "Call me Frankie K." 
I was like, okay, like like I'm sitting in front of you. That's that's the way he was treating me. I was like, whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> that shit was uh, that shit. Yeah, man. And people, that's hey, that's that, that's that's a not even gonna say that's a new wave. You know what I'm saying? But any if a person can try to get over on you on some scam shit, they'll do it. I had a person call me and tell me that I owed them fifteen hundred dollars, and I'm like, nah, bro. You you got the wrong person. You might be talking about my dad or something. We share the same name, and no, I'm not giving you his information. <laughs> in the in the in the words of my man Craig Smith, if you can't get it from me, get it from God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that that and that dude, you know, you know what he said to me on the phone. He said, "Is it because you're not working? Is the reason you can't make the payment?" I said, "No, I can't make the payment because I never got the shit from you in the first place." <laughs> he talked about, about some, sir. Well, well, we have we have the uh, documentation that says we deposited the shit directly into your account. I said, "I tell you what, you do that. What's you the account t- number?" I said, "I ain't even say all that." I said, "You take me to court." And I'll pull my bank documentation and my statements and I'll present them in court in front of a judge and then you can argue your case there. And he was like, he got silent and then he just was like, all right, we'll, we'll just try to call you back in a, in a couple of days and see, and see if you reconsider. I just hung up. I was like, bro, whatever. You know, I love uh, scammers <laughs> that call me when I got time. When I got time. I got time today. When I got time. <laughs> Oh man, I enjoy taking thirty minutes to an hour out of it. Man, one time a scammer called me fifteen minutes before I got off work. And what's the what's the what's the uh the shit that pop up? Scam likely? Yeah. Scam likely popped up. I was like, you know, I I hit the volume button to 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 the to let the volume go off and I looked at it. I said, I got time today. <laughs> I picked up the phone. Hello? Hey, how's it going? It was, it was, it was a guy who sounded like he was from the Middle East, but his name was Randy. Hey, how's it going, Randy? And he was calling me with a great opportunity to <laughs> to receive some money. The only thing I had to do was was pay like a a fee to receive the money, and I was like, Oh, yeah. oh man, that sounds like a great offer. He was like, he's like, I was like, What do you need from me? Well, we just need you your address and your credit card information. I said, okay, great. So I gave him the nut, the address to FedEx field. And, um, I was just, I was just making up, uh, bank card numbers and shit. Like I was like, are you ready? All right. And I was like, um, the numbers seven, nine, eight, two, three, four, five, six, nine two and i was just saying shit and i was the expiration date was like 9901 and shit like that and he was just taking this shit down and entering the system and i was like it didn't go through hold on hold on hold on i'm gonna tell you the number again and i would give him a completely different number and this motherfucker still try to run this shit nigga i'm on my way to the shoppers i'm going grocery shopping i'm talking to this nigga i'm in line I'm 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 buying milk and shit like that. I'm putting them on hold, talking to cashiers and shit. So, um, it, at this time it's been like 42 minutes. I done stopped and had a conversation. 
Um, I done, I done got into arguments with people in traffic and shit. And he's, <laughs> he's being so patient with me and shit. Um, so I was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on my Visa card. And hopefully this will work. So I'm looking at, like, gift cards on, at the register. And I'm reading off gift card numbers and shit. And he's like, it's, it's not going through, sir. I get home. I'm taking groceries in the house. I'm still talking to this nigga. I'm walking past the folks. I'm like, hey, what's up? Who are you talking to? Oh, I'm talking to Randy. And you know what I'm saying? He, he's like, he's like, tell tell them I said hi. All this shit. He's trying to be as polite as possible because he wants this money. He's been on the phone with me for an hour. And um, I messed around and got a phone call and clicked over. I clicked over, had my phone call for about 20 minutes and went to hang up. And I seen the, the scam likely pop up on the Zoom call. I was like, hello? Randy, you still there? He said, hey, man. He said, hey, man, um, did, did you uh, finally get the card information? I was like, hey, bro, um, you know I was fucking with you, right? <laughs> he probably was mad. And then you could just hear, like, it sounded like a call center in the back. That's all you heard in the background. I said, you there, Randy? Yeah. Um, I was fucking with you, my nigga. Get the fuck off my phone. You ain't getting this shit from me. <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> Didn't say anything. I said, put me on speakerphone. Maybe they can translate this shit. <laughs> I was fucking with your bitch ass. Get off my line. I hung up and blocked them. So I have had I have not had the pleasure of that. Man, like I said, when I got time, oh man, it's it's we going on an adventure. You gonna remember this shit. If if you gonna call me and you think you're going to uh, manipulate me or steal from me or take anything from me just because you feel as though I'm foolish enough to fall for your bullshit, I'm going to give you the energy. I'm going to give you this energy that you want. And just the simple fact that I can't put my hands on you, this is what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? And if I was a hacker, nigga, I'll be trying to get in your shit while you try, while you talking to me about mine. Man, that shit remind me of this time. wasn't it, nobody was trying to get anything from us but i think uh the young the little jehovah witnesses guys the two young white boys they came knocking on the door and i was in the, i was in the house you know what i'm saying with my girl at the time and um about to say my ex girl at the time and we just decided we were going to do like a kevin hart reenactment about the sip of the juice mm-hmm. so <laughs> she come downstairs by the door and I'm like, don't you open that goddamn door until you tell me what the fuck you did. <laughs> See, like, I didn't drink all the juice. I'm like, all you left was a little bit of the goddamn corn and shit. This the shit I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> this the shit I'm talking about. And I'm walking up the stairs. I'm like, drinking all the goddamn juice, leaving me a fucking corn. This that bullshit. Next time your ass out of here. And I looked out the window and I could see the white boys like slowly walking into the street. A sip of and my goddamn like, juice. And they just was like, they just moseyed on up the street. And when they, they kept looking back at the door, like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, we, man, we laughed about that shit. Man, I, I like, I like fucking with people that, you know, just come with a bunch of BS. Not saying that they were, but yeah. Like, I remember one time. I was trying to get, like, my own account set up on T-Mobile. And at the time, I was drunk. I was, <laughs> shit. I was super drunk. 
And so I'm trying not to get frustrated with the lady, but she's like asking me a million and one questions about my account, what I have to do about this and social security and da 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 da. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to give you this information. So once this shit was all said and done, I'm like, okay, you want to, okay, you want to keep me on the phone? All right, now we're going to get closer. So she's like, oh, thank I'm like, no, 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 hold on a second. So how you doing today? And not, I don't think anybody asked you how your day has been. How are you? And she's like, oh, well, I'm really good. I'm like, it's good to be good. It's really good that you feel great. I'm glad that you feel great. Feeling great is the greatest thing of greatness. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, man, I'm leaning on this lady. And at the time, my moms and my sisters is all in the house. And they all in the background running up like, leave that lady alone. I'm like, I'm not going to leave her alone because I'm not messing with her. I'm talking to her about business. I'm go- <laughs> going back and forth. And you can hear the lady. She's just like, yeah. That's, um... <laughs> slowly, slowly backing away from the phone and the headset. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Excuse me. Huh? What'd you say, Randy? I, I, right. I got to go. Oh, man. Yeah, that shit was great. I... I I dragged her for like 30, 40 minutes. And I was drunk the whole night. I was like really drunk. So Yeah, if I'm if I'm if I'm tipsy to the point that I could uh focus on fucking with somebody mm-hmm. like that, I can I can I can do the same thing. You still drinking like that? Not really. I I drink sparingly now. But I mean I I can't tell you the last time I was drunk, drunk. I'll tell you the last time I was fucked up. <laughs> but out of control of my faculties drunk? Nah. I, I, man, you know, I quit drinking, so. I'm already shot, my brother. You know? But, you know, I digress. You know? Hey, man. This has been fun. This has been uh, a little over two hours. Oh, Okay. Yeah. It's time to go ahead and wrap this wrap this uh, thing up. Then, hey, huh? look, man. Um, you know, just because just because we did this, don't mean it's got to be the last one. You know what I'm talking about? Nah, nah. You know, yeah, I uh, I still don't think I'm interesting enough to be you know a guest on your podcast. But I'm gonna come and show support to my family, my brother, every time, no matter what. So I hope. That people gravitate, you know what I'm saying, to this episode and, you know what I'm saying, they fuck with our, they fuck with the energy and the chemistry and just the overall platform, man. I wish you nothing but success, you know what I'm saying, straight, straight like that. I mean, I appreciate it, man. I know people that wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire, you know what I'm saying? But technically, I wouldn't want you to piss on me. I would want you to, you know, get some water. I'm about to say, it's got, it had to be a loosened up bucket. Not a bucket. I wouldn't want a stagnant bucket of water. I don't know. It it could look like water. It could be ethyl alcohol. You know what I'm saying? It could be kerosene. It could be really clear piss. I would say to that, the likelihood that there would be... It could be dirty mop water. Kerosene in a standing bucket just around while you're on fire is unlikely. But then again, strange shit do be happening to you. Exactly. So a, a, a bucket of kerosene just there while you're burning. And the bad part about it is I would probably be the one to pick it up, not realize it's kerosene, and throw it on you. I, 
it would probably be me. Out of all people that would, you know, spontaneously catch on fire or something like that, or like, you know, having to stand too close to a grill, apparently, for some reason. That ha- that's what Somebody that would happened. find a standalone bucket of clear liquid and decide to use that, and it just so happened it'll be the thing that causes me more harm than good. Now, that's funny you said stand by and grill again, Bert, because I have a very random story about something like that happened to me when I was five. But since we're out of time, we'll, we'll touch bases on that. Uh, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch bases on that, you know, if and when you invite me back to your show. Oh, you definitely you coming back. Um, I'm pretty sure that. I got to try to get Bert in here with me, too. Talking about some crazy neighborhood stories or some shit like that. Yeah, like, I um, ass, wild, stupid, stupid shit. I um, <laughs> I'm going to get it together, man. I'm going to, um, you know, get a bigger uh setup. My my goal is Landover Legend Studios. You feel me? Hey, listen, what's understood ain't got to be explained, man. You'll do it. You'll yeah. get it done. Yeah, man. This is just, I mean, you're already doing it. It's just. Do it bigger, and, and, it, and it will. It, it'll, it'll come to fruition. You know what I'm saying? In due time, I'm happy to be a part of this. You know, thank you for having me on. And uh, to the to the masses, you know, don't drag me too bad. I try to be, I, I, you know, as interested help my boy out. So well, they, don't they drag gonna, me too bad. They're gonna drag me for having you on here if that's the case. So you can't feel bad. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. either way, you know. I appreciate you for stopping by. As always, it was it was a uh, delightful uh, yeah. conversation, and as usual, you know what I'm saying. It's always a blessing. It's always a pleasure to see you, my nigga. Always, you know what I'm saying. I would, you know, it's it's not going to be one of these type of things where, you know, at the end of the joint, they like, where can people locate you and follow you at? I ain't telling you, motherfuckers, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you come looking for me at hey. all. <laughs> hit, hit, hit my inbox. I got you. I got screenshots and everything. Man, don't you look. So you random people come, I'm going to block your ass. I promise you. Man, uh, <laughs> I want to say thank you to my guests and thank you to the audience. Uh, you can check this podcast out on uh, Anchor Radio, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts, Apple Music coming soon. Um you can also find this podcast at YouTube at I Can't Make This Up Podcast. Um, I'm on Twitter, I Can't Make This Up Podcast. Instagram, I Can't Make This Up PC. On Facebook, you can find me at Landover Presents, I Can't Make This Up Podcast. I am your host, the Landover Legend, a.k.a. Big T, signing off. And please like, share, and subscribe on all platforms, man. I want to get my my viewership up. I want to build this audience, man. I want to see what I can do. You know what I'm saying? So uh, do all that stuff. And, um, you know, hit me up. Give me some comments. Give me some likes. Give me some likes. Give me some some feels. I want some responses, positive and negative. I'll block the negative. I'll take it as constructive criticism, but I'm going to block you after I get it, and I'm going to post the positive. (laughs) Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, peace out.